If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16. It's a very simple passage, but let me give you my title first. Redeeming the time. So little we know about this particular subject. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 16 reads like this. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. I'm here to tell you, I don't think we need to say much, but we live in days that are evil. Where people call right, wrong, and they call wrong, right. And more than ever before, I'm grateful that this church, that we have some people that are on fire for Jesus. That will spread the love of Jesus wherever they go. I'm grateful that we take it to the highways and byways. I'm grateful for where we're going in El Salvador. We're going to share the love of Jesus in El Salvador. I'm grateful that we go to Skid Row here in Whittier, that we go everywhere sharing the good news of Jesus. We have the answer. Come on, somebody. Now, I think it's so important that we understand how amazing Jesus is. I mean... I get so excited about talking about Jesus that I could preach on Jesus forever. Jesus is amazing. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, he changes lives. Hmm. Let me say it again. He changes your life. And when your life becomes changed, everything changes. Say it again, everything changes. Say it again, say everything changes. Say it again, everything changes. All right, I want AJ to get, I got some, can you grab, maybe you a couple guys, grab some, the chairs. Psalm 139, if you turn there, I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. Today I want to share with you the revelation that the Holy Ghost gave me this week. And I want to share it to you because I believe it's going to change some people's lives. I believe people are going to leave here different than the way they came in. I believe it's just not a cliche. I believe it's the power of God working. How many know he's powerful? I'm going to say it again. He's powerful. All right, let, let's read some of this as AJ and the guys set up some chairs here. Set them all in a row. What, what amazing young men of God we have here. Come on, somebody. Come on, let's give them one more hand clap. They... Great. All right. It says this. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Go back to that. Let me just pause there for a second. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Let me just say, if you don't know, God knows everything. God knows what you did in the past. God knows what you're getting ready to do in the future. God knows everything. There isn't nothing that surprises God. When you think, man, man, I didn't expect this. Let me tell you, it wasn't a shock to God. There's no surprises for God. Come on, somebody. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Everything. Everything. Verse 2. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. You, and you understand my every thought before it enters my mind. See, let me tell you, you're not serving some God that doesn't know things. He knows the thoughts you're going to have before you have them. That's mind-blowing. Before you think it, he knows you're going to think it. Before it pops in your head, he knows it's going to pop in your head. That's the kind of Jesus we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. Before you think about it, he knew you were going to think about it. Whew. Verse 3. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence you know every step I will take before my journey even begins Whew. let me go back to that one more time please you are so intimately aware of me so God knows you so well 
let me just if you don't understand this he fearfully the Bible says and wonderfully made you he fearfully and wonderfully made you you're so aware of me Lord you read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence my God you know every step I will take before my journey even begins verse 5 you've gone into my future to prepare the way and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past you have laid your hand on me just stop with that scripture that is powerful now let me give you a little illustration so so much we don't understand time the way God understands time so you are born come on somebody this is this seats the seat where you were born in our timeline here so this is your your life from beginning to the end so you were born and one day you'll die you may say well I'm gonna get reincarnated as a grasshopper believe what you want but that's not gonna happen amen and I don't know why you'd ever want to be a grasshopper I don't but praise be to God amen that's not gonna happen so you're only gonna you're gonna die and along the journey, there's these stages of life. And some people on this journey are closer to the end. And some people are closer to the beginning. And some people are kind of right in between. Now, if you ask me where I'm at, I think I'm pretty on this side of the spectrum. That's my opinion, amen. So. Now, what I love about this is no matter where you're at, Bill, come up here. Why don't you sit? Let's see where you're at. I would say you're right here, Bill. Uh, Bill's right here. So it says, you've gone into my future to prepare the way. So the way that God looks at time is not linear. This is how we see it. This is how we see time. God is outside of time. I'm going to say it again. God is outside of time. So let me, let me give you a scripture. 2 Peter 3.8 says this. I think we have it. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. God doesn't look at time linear. See, time began when Adam, when Adam and Eve fell. So... Let me say it like this. Let me reword it. When Adam and Eve fell, the timeline of redemption began. So let me say it like this. They were going to live forever. So when they fell, God put in this timeline of redemption. So that his desire in verse 9 says that he wishes none shall perish. That's his heart. He doesn't want people to go to hell. He doesn't want people to end up in a place like that. So God began this timeline of redemption for us. Where he knew Jesus. He was going to send his only son to the scene. And he was going to live a sinless life. He was going to go to the cross. And he was going to raise from the dead. So when 
the fall of man happened, this timeline of redemption got put in. And so we look at things in a timeline from the beginning to the end. So let me move Bill. So you say, young Bill becomes old Bill. Come here, old Bill. Bill's a little older now. Come on. Now, look at someone in your row that's a little older than you and say, you know, one day I'm going to be as old as you. Come on, somebody. But come back here, Bill, because you're not that old yet. So. But Bill has a timeline. This timeline. He's born and he will die. But I got some amazing things to tell you. This is so amazing. Jesus has the ability to be with Bill right now. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I stick closer than a brother. So Jesus is right here with Bill. At the same time, he's right here with Bill. Come here, Pastor Josh. I'll let Josh be Jesus here with Bill. Come here, just hold Bill's shoulders like this. Look at it. Say, I'll never leave him nor forsake him. Perfect. While Jesus is there with Bill, Jesus can also go into the future and prepare the way for Bill. Well, let me, this is the path Bill should take. Let me just make a way for Bill right now. Let me remove some things that need to be removed. Let me go into Bill's future and make a way where there seems to be no way. Oh, I see that trouble that's getting ready to come your way. Let me go ahead of you and prepare the way for you. See, Jesus can go into your... Jesus is already in your future, making a way for you, making a way for your family. See, we get worried about tomorrow. How are we gonna do this? I'm afraid of the doctor's report. I don't know how I'm gonna pay this bill. I don't know what's gonna happen to my kids. See, what happens is this. Jesus is with you, but he has the ability to go ahead of you at the same time he's with you and begin to I got you covered he says I see what you're concerned about but let me tell you don't worry about tomorrow Jesus can go in front of you I love that my Jesus my Jesus is in my future and old Brian, come on somebody, he's, he's preparing a way for me. When I'm 60 years old, when I'm 70 years old, when I'm 80 years old, when I'm 90 years old, hey, I'm believing to be that old. Unless Jesus returns, I'm gonna be, let me tell you this, I'm gonna be a great man of God at 90 with the best looking wife that's 90 years old as well too. I'm believing people come up to my 90 year old self and say, Woo, how'd you get that 70 year old? I'll be like, look. Come on somebody. <laughs> Go ahead with your bad self, Pastor Brian. All right. God goes into your future. He's in the future. You've gone into my future. He's there working things out. Why do so many Christians get worried about tomorrow? Because they don't understand this truth. If you understood this truth, why are you worried about tomorrow? Why are you scared about the future? Why are you petrified about what's going to happen? Because you don't realize that God's already gone there. He's working it out. He's making a way. He's, he's moving some things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Watch this. Bill's timeline is going to look a little something different because there was a roadblock. 
there was a stumbling block. There was something that was going to hurt Bill and his family. So I'm already here, Bill. And what I'm doing, I'm making a way for you. You, you can't perceive it because you're still in this timeline and it's hard for you to comprehend. See, that's what happens. We're so used to this linear time, we have a hard time comprehending that God's already in the future. But I'm here to tell you, he's already in your future, making a way, making a path for you and your family. Come on. All right, let's put these chairs back a little bit linear. All right, but this is my favorite part. I love that he goes in front of me. What's amazing and hard for us to comprehend is it says, and in kindness, that's how good God is. You follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. I'm ready to dance. Let, 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 me, just, let me just tell you a story. I was... I was in Texas for a few days this week, meeting with some great men of God. Um, I was with a former NFL football player. This guy was huge. He looked scary. Come on, somebody. I kept calling him Thor because he looked like Thor from that. So, but I was with another pastor, and he does, he rescues people in Africa from sex trafficking. And he told me a story. Put up the one picture of the, the first picture. That one, just leave that one up. That woman was in Uganda, and he got a call. And they said, Pastor Troy, there's a woman that's in a hotel room, and this guy is selling her for any amount of money anyone has. So if you have quarter, a nickel, whatever, you know, I don't know their currency, but the point was, whatever you have, even if it was a penny, you could go in and have sexual relations with this woman. She was just there. They say she was so out of her mind that they didn't know what was wrong with her. The line to go into this hotel was around the block. the block the pastor in Africa called Pastor Troy and said what do I do he says go to the very front of the line tell the man you want to pay for this woman and I'll send you the money so he goes in front of the line and in the room there's already six men in the room her baby is in the room next to her while this is happening to her the pastor says to the, the pimp, I want to buy this woman. And he says, $1,000, you can buy her. And he says, let me call my American friend. He says, since it's an American friend, it's 5000 now. He calls my friend, Pastor Troy, and says, what do we do? He says, I'll wire you the money right this second. Buy her. Save her life. They go and buy her. She has so much medical problems because of what just happened to her. They have to do multiple surgeries. They pay for all the surgeries, the church there. And next thing you know, they begin to share the good news of Jesus with her. They put her in a safe house. They start to tell her about Jesus. They start to tell her about what everything Jesus can do in her life. They tell about the Jesus that hung on the cross, but the Jesus that rose three days later. They kept telling her about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. She surrenders to Jesus, gives her life to Jesus. She falls deeply in love with Jesus. Look at her there. Now I want you to look at her now. This is her, and she's been redeemed by Jesus. What Jesus did was for this woman, he went behind her. Oh, you ain't hearing me. He went behind her and says, I'm going to protect you from all this harm. 
I'm gonna have your back. I'm gonna put a wall of fire and a hedge of protection around you. I'm gonna make a way where there seems to be no way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna alter, mm, you ain't hearing me. I'm gonna go behind you in the past. She's so healed and healthy right now. What happened to her is now something that she can minister to other people about because she's at a place of health, place of wholeness. She also has a beauty salon where she takes people and she gives them haircuts. She puts, she helps them with makeup. She does all this stuff. She sees my friend, Pastor Troy, and she says to him, she goes, thank you for what you did. Her name's Olivia. She goes, I don't know my last name. She goes, I want to take your last name because of what you've done in my life. Now she has the pastor's last name. Isn't that beautiful? That's a story of redemption. I love that. I love that. When we go to El Salvador, we're going to change the future of people's lives. When we saw someone healed, it begins to change their future. But what also God does is goes, let me go to the past and let me heal you of all the pain of the past. Let me take care of all them wounds of the past. Let me heal you of that disappointment in the past. Let me touch your past and begin to heal it, rearrange it, make it new. God can heal your past wounds, hurts, disappointments. He can go in the past. Because when you talk to a lot of Christians, what happens is this. They never invite Jesus into their past. And they walk around hurt. And they start getting a timeline that never, let me explain it to you. Pastor Troy told me this story. It really was amazing. He said this. He was uh, getting a haircut. This lady was his beautician. He knew her from high school. She was the captain of the cheerleading team. She, had a, she was heading to college, had a great future. She got pregnant. She told her parents she got pregnant. Her parents were quite wealthy, really wealthy. They were so wealthy, they owned a private jet. They got so upset at their daughter that they took the jet and said, we just got to get away from a couple days. They hop in the jet. They're so mad. They hop in the jet. The jet crashes. Both their parents die. The girl, her last moment with her parents was a fight an argument, this horrible moment. And so he's getting a haircut, and some reason he asks, he goes, what was the last day with your parents like? Because I remember being at the funeral. And she goes into what I just described. And he said, did you ever invite Jesus to go back in the past and be in that situation? Now, to us, that seems, well, you can't ask Jesus to go in the past. Well, he does. Put it back up, verse 5. He goes behind me. Spare me from the harm of my past. So he prayed a prayer with her. He said, let's invite Jesus into that plane. He says, let's invite Jesus into that plane right before it goes down. And they said a prayer. They said, Jesus, be in that plane right now. Be with her parents. Give them peace, joy, and love. May your presence be with them. Next thing you know, he's praying. He says, you know, I see a picture of them in the plane, and they have joy and they have peace. And Jesus is there with them. And then he says this, I see your father. He described how they were dressed. He says, I see your father with a class ring that was red. He goes, she goes, he wore that all the time. After her parents died, 
she never went to college. She quit being a cheerleader. She ended up on drugs. All of her family disowned her. When, when Pastor Troy was getting a haircut that day, they hadn't been together as a family for years. She was married four times, had four different kids from four different men. And she started just to get her life a little bit together when she was cutting hair. She asked Jesus into her heart. And Jesus, as they prayed that prayer, and Pastor Troy said that, next thing you know, her family called her up and said, let's have Christmas. They said, well, we haven't had Christmas in years together. Her brothers and sisters began to say, let's have Christmas together. Let's get together. They have Christmas together. Then they have Easter together. Then they have Christmas again together. God's healing. God went in the past and began to heal some things. You didn't hear me. Then that one Christmas, she goes to her brothers and her sister. She goes, I've never been to the crash site of mommy and daddy. I think it's time I go. I've never been. Would you go with me? They all went together as a family. They get there. I'm sorry. I get too excited. I just want someone to get this today. They get there 30 years after the crash. Say it, 30 years. They get there. They walk on the crash site. And the girl said, what's that? It's the red class ring of her father. She picks it up. And she says, I can't believe this. See, God has the ability. I don't think you get it. God can go into your future and prepare the way, but God is not limited in our timeline. God can go in the past and be with you and your family right in the past. And what begins to happen, see, God is amazing. He can do everything and anything. He can heal the pains. See, a lot of times you're not fulfilling what God has for you because in the past you got pain. In the past you got some wounds. Someone betrayed you. Someone did you wrong. Someone hurt you. Why don't you invite Jesus into that situation? Well, it happened 20 years ago. It happened 30 years ago. God ain't limited to our time. Let Jesus walk into that situation 20 years ago. Let him walk into that situation 30 years ago. He can change it all. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I love that. See, we see God so limited. See, God so limited. We worry about tomorrow. Most Christians are so worried about tomorrow because they don't believe God can go ahead of them. And most Christians stay hurt because they believe God can't heal the past. So you spend millions of dollars going to psychics, gurus, hotlines, whatever, and it doesn't fix this, and it doesn't fix this, and all of a sudden, let's stand up, Bill. You're now, there's no peace in the now. So you got no peace now, you got no hope for a future, and you don't got no healing in your past. So you're completely defeated. You can't believe for tomorrow. You got no good news for today. And you're so hurt by the past that you can't get over it. What God can do, mm, let me say what Jesus can do. Jesus can go, he can run ahead of you, and he can start, oh. Let me get this out of the way. Let me get this situation out of the way. Let me get this out of the way. This is a roadblock to you. Come on. 
I'll throw a chair at you. Either you're gonna get it or not. And Jesus can go in your past. Let me fix this. Let me fix this. If I break the chairs, I'll pay for them. So, and all of a sudden, bring them back up. Hurry, grab the chairs, AJ. Fast. This is a test of athleticism. And next thing you know, your future looks different because what you were worried about, you're no longer worried about, and it allows you to focus on the author and perfecter of our faith, Jesus Christ. When you have anxiety and worry, you can't think straight. When you got fear and anxiety, it messes you up. You can't get your thing, you can't get your bearing, you can't get your focus. What happens when you trust God with your tomorrow, you know that you know that you know that God is directing your path. Hmm. Let me extend Bill's life a little bit here. Let me add 15 years. I ain't done with him yet. Because he can trust me for tomorrow. Let me add some years to his life. You know, he did that in the Bible for a king. Say it again, Bill. Yes, he did. Come on. He can go into your past and heal that thing. That thing that wrecked the woman and her family, they're healed of it now. God can go, clap if you're gonna clap. Come on, somebody. In and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Why are you walking around hurt from the past? Well, I'm just not over it yet. Hmm. Okay. Well, you know, it takes a while. That's, that's what the psychic said. That's what the 1-800 hotline said. I don't even know if they exist anymore. Come on, somebody. Well, that's what my mama said. Mom told me it's gonna take a while. Hmm. Have you ever invited the king of glory into your past? Because I'm telling you, if you do, he has a way. Stop. God says, I'm going to go back. Let me heal you from that wound. Let me heal you from that pain. Because I want you to be everything you're called to be. I don't want that to hinder you. I don't want that to hold you back. I don't want that to be a setback. I don't want that to keep you in chains and bondage. I don't want it to hold you so back that you never fulfill the plan and purpose I have for you. Let me go back and let me take care of that. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be something that the pain's gonna be gone and it's gonna become a great victory in your life. Because we serve a God that is victorious. We serve a God that is alive. We got victory in Him. He is not limited to this time. He is outside of time. He can go into the future while he's with you and at the same time go into your past. This is the Jesus we serve. And you're worried about tomorrow. God said, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Let me just say this. Bill did a pretty good job. Let's give Bill a hand. Come here, Bill. 
Josh, you're Jesus. You can't leave him. You got to stay with him, Josh. Come on, somebody. Josh, you said you'd never leave him nor forsake him. You just left him. Josh is the worst illustration of Jesus we see right now. Josh, you just abandoned him. Let me tell you, Jesus will never do what Josh did. Amen. I love this about Bill. Come here. You're getting ready to die. Come on. <laughs> when Bill is getting ready to die, because he will die one day, he can look back at his life. And every step of the way, he can say, God was with me then. 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 I'm not afraid of tomorrow. If he was faithful in the past, he is faithful today and he's faithful tomorrow. God was with me then. God was with me then. God was with me then. Go back to verse one. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. It reads a little different now, verse two. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. You understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. You know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future prepare the way and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past you have laid your hand on me verse 6 this is just too wonderful deep and incomprehensible your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're waiting there. I'm here to tell you, God is faithful. God is faithful. God is faithful. When we say he's never late and he's always right on time, I'm here to tell you that's a true statement because he's in the future waiting for you. He's in the past healing you and he's with you right now. If I fly wings in the shining dawn, start of a new day, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, the end of a day, you're there waiting. When Bill is old, ready to die, I love this. You won't need these glasses when you're old. Believe you're going to be healed. Come on. You're going to need a bigger shirt because you're going to gain a little weight. <laughs> Your hair is going to be a little messy. You know, that's old people don't care about their hair. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this, I can tell. So. If I had some gray, I'd put it all through your beard. Is there any gray in your beard? Give it time. <laughs> Bill can look back. I want you to turn.
turning, keep turning. God, you were there. 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 I remember when I got saved. You were there. And even before I was saved, you were there. You were there. You were there from the beginning. There's a peace to knowing that. That is what the Bible calls the peace that passes all understanding. The world can't comprehend this. Because what they see is the world's so consumed by everything. This week, people were consumed because Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face. This is the most consuming thing in the world right now. They can't understand the deeper things of God. If all that gets your attention is someone slapping someone in the face. But I'm here to tell you, when you understand God and you understand the way he knows you, he knows you intimately. I love this about God. Revelation 1.8 says this. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. Come back here, young Bill. Let's fix your hair, put your glasses back on. Let me get a little water here. I got you. I'm going in your past right now, you don't even know it. I'm fixing something, I'm making it actually better. Don't worry about tomorrow. God's there. God can heal the past because he's there. And it can give you peace in the now because you realize he goes before you and makes a way. He goes behind me to harm me from the pain of my past. This is the Jesus we serve. He can go into your future and make a way where there seems to be no way. He can go into your past and heal wounds that would take a lifetime to heal, and he can do it in one moment. Everybody stand to your feet. Worship team, come back. Let's give Bill and Josh. Stay close to him, Josh. You're Jesus. Come on. Pray that Josh becomes a better Jesus in these illustrations. Come on. Today, I'm on assignment to pray for you for these three things. I want to pray for people that are worried about tomorrow. I want to pray for people that are still wounded by the past. And I want to pray for people that right now don't have peace. I believe today you're going to leave here with no anxiety about tomorrow. You're not going to be worried about tomorrow. I believe you're going to leave here with scars of the past healed. Healed. Well, you don't understand what that person did to me. But 
that woman's picture back up one more time. She got healed. She got healed of the wounds of the past. Go back, put it back. Could you imagine line a long line of men giving change in their pocket to do horrible things that doesn't get fixed by anything other than Jesus that's the only person that can fix that and what is amazing is Jesus can heal it. No matter how bad it is, things you don't talk about, things maybe you've never talked about, God can go back and heal them. He can heal every wound. Now look at her. She doesn't even look like the same person. That's what Jesus can do. Can I get a loud amen? You can't have that kind of joy with pain from the past. You can't have that as real, authentic joy. And the only way you can have that is if Jesus heals your past. So right now, I want everyone to lift your hand. Holy Spirit, you know who's worried about tomorrow. I pray right now for the strength and peace of the Lord to come upon each person that is worried about tomorrow worried about outcomes worried about situations worried about children worried about their own life Lord you go before them and prepare a way may they hold on to that truth that truth that is the word of God you are in their future working it out I pray for each person, because a lot of times this is most Christians that are still holding on the pain from the past. I'm here to tell you, when I pray this prayer, it's going to change things. I believe that. I believe that. Because just like that young lady who had that horrible thing happen her family became reunited. Matthew eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you have received them and you will have them. So every hand lifted. I believe things are going to change after this prayer. We're going to invite Jesus into the past where there was hurt and pain. And he's going to heal it right now. And it's going to change things in your life. Jesus, as you can go into our future and make a way, I declare that you can go backwards. You can go behind me and protect me from the harm of my past. And I pray for each person that's in the sound of my voice. I take authority through the Holy Spirit and through God's living word. That right now, through the spirit of the living God, that the pain of the past, maybe spousal abuse, abuse, addiction, betrayal, a divorce, a death, whatever it is, Jesus, we invite you into that situation to heal, to restore, to heal those wounds to heal them right now.
we declare you are Jehovah Rapha, God our healer. Heal it. I sense in the room, I just want to pray for this person. There's a young lady or a woman in the room that was sexually abused when she was young by a family member. And God is saying to you right now, I'm going back there and I'm going to heal that situation. I'm going to heal it. I'm going to heal it. I'm going to heal those wounds. I'm going to heal that betrayal. I'm going to heal that hurt. I'm going to heal that shame. I'm going to heal it right now. Jesus is going there right now and healing it in the name of Jesus. I pray right now for peace that passes all understanding to come over your people today. We love you, Jesus. Peace that passes all understanding in Jesus' name. And everyone give Jesus a big shout of praise. Stay standing. Right now with every head bowed, every eye closed, if you need to invite Jesus into your heart, he's not Lord and Savior. This is important. We do it every service because it matters. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. There's only one way. With every head bowed, every eye closed, if you need to invite Jesus into your heart or rededicate your life to Jesus, right now just slip up your hands. That's me. I need to give my life to Jesus. I see those hands. I see those hands. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and live. I give you everything, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give all those wonderful people that are... I just want to be obedient right now to the Holy Spirit. I sense a shift with some people. I sense a shift. I sense that God has healed some hurts right now. And there is a shift in your life. There's a shift in your life. And I want to be obedient to tell you this. God loves you so much. God has a plan for your life. God is a redeemer. He redeems things. And I want you to understand something. Before Stay standing. We just, when we go to El Salvador, when we go all these places, yes, we want to see souls saved. That's the most important thing. For someone to go to heaven, someone to spend eternity in paradise with Jesus. That is the most important thing. The greatest miracle is the miracle of salvation. But we also do it because there's a ripple effect. When this person gets saved, it begins to change them, change their future. I look at Vanessa. Look at Vanessa. She got saved a couple years ago at a young adult service. Now she travels the world for Jesus, doing crusades, seeing lives change. Come on. I look at AJ. He got healed and saved at our parking lot church. God delivered him, set him free. He never left. Sam, the farthest he ever was was San Bernardino County. Now, he's been to El Salvador, Honduras, Texas, New York. We are, people started asking if we could start taking up People started giving to our resurrection mission seat already. Through this whole month of April, if you want to give anytime you can, people have already been giving. This offering 
is to see souls saved, but to see lineages changed. Just like that woman, to see lineages changed, to see bloodlines changed. There was one last story Pastor Troy told me that touched my heart. I told the team this this morning. There was, they have an orphanage there. And a young woman was born. This baby was born. A woman with no legs and one arm. The village said, get rid of her. She's a curse. The mother couldn't kill her. So the mother put her in a basket, took her into the jungle of, jungles of Africa, and dropped her off by a tree. The baby said, now she's a grown woman, she said, when I was a baby and I was dropped off there, she goes, I don't really remember, but I know this. I felt the presence of Jesus all my life from the very beginning. And she goes, God showed me Jesus standing there protecting that basket when animals would come when people would try to come Jesus protected me and here's this their team found her in the jungle took her to the orphanage she surrendered to Jesus at a very young age next thing you know she has this wonderful gift of music and she became the worship leader at the church there in Africa. And she would sing and praise God. Pastor Troy says the most amazing thing. All she has is one arm. And she will slide, slide, and just sing and praise God. She'll jump with her one arm and she'll just praise God. And she prays God. And she says every time she sings, the glory of God just enters the room. Why do we give? Why do we pray? Why do we do this? Because there's someone like this girl in El Salvador that Vanessa could run into and their whole life becomes changed for the glory of God. We don't give just to take up another offering. We give because there's a world dying and hurting. And we are called to redeem the time. Redeem the time. Because the days are evil. The days are evil. It's important that we give. Ushers, come down. Pastor Rob's going to do the offering. Actually, I'll just take it up. You just pray, Pastor Rob. flowing into this I want to flow Lord I pray I pray that we just don't take this resurrection mission seed like routine I hope we just don't treat it like something we do every year and it's not a big deal it's a big deal there's lives and souls in the balance every time we tithe every time we give There's lives and souls in the balance. I pray that we don't always just think about what we need. May we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added. I got to just say this. It can get easy to get into a routine when you do something every year. This is just what we do. I'm telling you. God began to show me the work in El Salvador is just starting. The work in Honduras is just starting. That as these crusades continue, we're going to see more and more miracles, but we're going to leave something behind here in time. It may be an orphanage. It may be another church. It may be a school. It may be something, but I'm here to tell you, we can't just treat this as something just routine this is important yes I know it will bless you and I know that's true but I'm kind of not there right now like I, I, I'm blessed I'm blessed 
I'm kind of thinking of others right now. I know sometimes that's a big concept for Christians. But there are people dying. You know, this is how important our crusade is. Last Sunday, Bill started getting texts about 62 people died on Saturday of gang violence in El Salvador. The government declared martial law. The government and the gangs are in a war. And we are going into a very, I mean, this is, this is right now is a very dangerous place. But what the government has said, they've closed everything down for 30 days. So we didn't know if we'd be able to have our crusade. But on Monday, it's crazy because last week I preached about this time tomorrow. Well, about that time on Monday, they said we're letting all religious events happen. The crusade can happen. So you got to hear this. Over the next month, not a lot of stuff's happening. But the president has said our crusade can happen and people are going to be able to come out. And that's probably the only thing they're going to get to do in the next month. And so this place is going to be packed of people that need Jesus. And I'm here to tell you, it's not, come on somebody, we can make an eternal difference. That's why our resurrection mission seat is so important. That's why we tithe. That's why we give above and beyond. It's for souls. Now, there are countless testimonies of how people got blessed through it. I got blessed by giving through it. And we'll share that. But I want you to understand the first reason why we're doing it. Because there's souls involved. There's lives involved. This is what it's about. This is the kingdom of God. I want Pastor Rob to pray. Everybody lift your hands. Father, Lord, as we prepare to give, God, we we recognize that you are the first one to give. And that it's out of that, that attitude of gratitude, God, that we give back to you with full hearts, with open hearts, because we know that we give to see the kingdom of God grow. We give to see lineages changed. We give to see bloodlines shifted. We give because we know that we have a purpose. We know that we have a mandate to see all of heaven packed with people that have heard the gospel message because the blood of Jesus still works. And so Lord, today, as we have been challenged to redeem the time, God, may we right now, may we right now put a seed in the ground so that we may redeem the time that you have given us to do the most we can while we have the time right now to make an impact, a kingdom impact here in LA and across the world as you've given it to us. And so Lord, we ask that you bless the seed that is being planted in the ground this morning to to bear much fruit all across the world so we can see more and more stories like we saw this morning of that woman in Uganda. God, we pray that that would be just the beginning of an incredible revival set forth right now as we put seed in the ground. As we remember, you gave your very best on resurrection. So we give our very best all month long, God. Do what only you can do. In Jesus' mighty name. And the church said amen. Come on, the church said amen. I want to say this. Usually we don't do this. But yesterday was Pastor Rob's birthday. So I want to say happy birthday. Good to be 22. Class of 97. Pastor Rob on his timeline is right about here. Come on, somebody. Amen. He's a very young man. Can I get a loud amen? All right. Come on, lift your hands after the ushers go by you. I'm telling you, everyone needs to participate in Resurrection Mission Seed. As your pastor, there's no excuse. Everyone can at least give something. Jesus gave his best. You can give your best. Everyone can give something that is your best. Even if it's small, if it's your best. Jesus gave his best. You can give your best. Amen. Where's Pastor Rob? All right. Bless you. God bless you. Come on, as we, as we remember everything that God did today, you know, there's something very special when, when you hear messages like this. And so we've got to seal it in the blood of the Lamb. 
Because the enemy is going to try to take it away from you. It's powerful to know that God was there in my past. He's with me right now. And he's already there in the future making a way where there seems to be no way. And as you walk out of here, as you share today's message with so many people, the enemy's going to try to rob that joy from you. So right now, would you bow your heads as we get ready to, to go out in blessing. We're blessed when we come in and we're blessed when we go out. Lord, would you seal what was spoken to each and every one of us this morning. Seal it in the blood of the Lamb. So as we walk out, God, we walk out in victory. We go to lunch in victory. Whatever we got do, uh, to do today, we do so in victory. And as we return back here tonight, as we take back Sunday night tonight at 6 p.m. right here in the tabernacle, we come in with praise. We come in with thanksgiving. We come prepared to give back to you some praise and some honor and to celebrate the fact that God, you are still on the throne. I'm so grateful that you are the Alpha and the Omega. You're at my beginning and you're already waiting for me at my end. And so, Lord, we love you and we thank you. It's in your mighty and precious name. And the church shouted now, amen. Come on, the church shouted now, amen. Come on, would you help me celebrate now? Come on, put your hands together. Redeem the time. He was there in my past. He's with me right now. And he's already there in my future. What an incredible morning. Now you know we're going to come back here at 6 p.m. and take back Sunday night. Pastor's got another word burning in his heart for tonight. But we love you. We're grateful for you. Don't forget about everything that's going to be happening over the next two weeks. Resurrection weekend. We love you. God bless you. If you need prayer for anything, we'll have pastors here with to pray with you. If you want to worship and celebrate some more, the worship team will continue to be here. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you back here at 6 p.m.